The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Jeremy Donovan here, co-host of Keeping It Strong Style. And we are here for part two of the 2020 Social Suplex Fancy Draft. So in part one, we had all the shows on the network get together and draft their rosters to put together a fancy card. So on this part right now, you're going to hear each show. They're going to uh, let you know what the cards they came up with with the roster they have drafted. So listen to all the cards from Getting the Ring, One Nation Radio, All Things Elite, and Keeping It Strong Style. And then um, at the end of it, you guys can vote. That's right. Get your vote out and let us know which card you think is the best card out of the four cards that you're about to hear today. And then we will crown a fantasy winner here from this 2020 Social Suplex draft. So enjoy the cards, guys. And hello. This is James Boyd from One Nation Radio, and I'm here with Rich. What's going on, Rich? Not much, man. Just ready to unveil this card that is washing everybody else's. <laughs> um, I haven't looked at their cards. Really don't need to. You know, uh, One Nation Radio here to show the superior booking and, you know, superior matchmaking, superior, you know, uh, you know, just wit, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh I, I don't really feel like stunned Rich can handle that, but I think that it's really easy to uh to be able to, to match make and book when you like or had, you know, a fourth of the world at your disposal to be able to pick people. So everybody should have a good card. If they don't, some tragic happened. Uh yep. so uh we're just gonna name all the people that we had on our roster and then we'll from there give you our matches in uh, reverse order. But um our first pick was if I remember correctly, I'm trying to find a list. Oh, here it is. Our first pick was um, the Golden Aces, Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Kota Ibushi. Um, our second pick was the Brosaways, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Third pick, Johnny Gargano. Fourth pick, Daniel Bryan. Fifth pick, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, sixth pick, Roman Reigns. Seventh pick, Ricochet. Eighth pick, Andrade. Ninth pick, Io Shirai. Tenth pick, Rio Lee. Ryu Lee, eleventh uh, pick, Mako Satamora, eleventh pick, The Usos, thirteen, Alistair Black, fourteen, Roderick Strong, fifteen, Takumi Aroha, sixteen, El Hijo del Vikingo, uh, seventeen, Sasha Banks, eighteen, Finn Balor, nineteen, Private Party, twenty, Lance Archer, Archer with Jake Roberts sitting at ringside. <laughs> uh, 21st, Shiri, or Shuri, uh, 22nd, Showing Yo, Rapongi 3K, um, 23rd, Arisa Hoshiki, and 24th, El Phantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. So, um, with that being said, it, um, I'm sure that uh, Jeremy and Josh, probably Jeremy, tells told people the rules of this and then throws to people, but just for reiteration, um, this was a 10-match card. Sorry, is it ten or no? Sorry, it's a ten match card. One match is a pre show card. Um, so, from that perspective, we decided that um, we want to do two things. For me, I don't know if it was rich. I probably was a given, but it was like we want to have two women's matches on the card. We also want to put two tag team matches on the card. And then after that, it's 
a grab bag of, of sorts and it was tried to come up with something that could be respectable to any wrestling fan and not just just a slate of just you know um singles matches galore and like there's nothing wrong with singles match at singles match but you got to kind of break that up but we also wanted to kind of have our card peak at the top with like the best match we possibly put on at the top and then things that were like this can top it this can top it this can top it or this won't get blow it out the water to where it can't compete we don't want dead space matches we just want all peaks so yeah. um from that perspective rich you want to give us the first match yeah so we'll start with the pre-show um so we uh you know got a ladder match for the iwgp junior heavyweight tag team titles we have forced the usos to um hit hit the nutrition solutions and get in the gym to make weight for here for this one here we've got rapungi 3k versus the usos versus el phantasmo and taiji ishimori for the uh junior belts in a ladder match before we even get it going yeah like if that don't entice you to buy the show then i don't know what to tell you um uh, but the first match on the main card will be Mako Satomura versus Takumi Aroha. Um, hardcore wrestling fans know who uh, Mako Satomura is. Not as many know who Takumi Aroha is. And I think by you set them out there and you give them 12 to 15 minutes and you let them do their thing and they go come out there and have their four and a half star match to start the show we're hoping that this is a this is a crowd similar to the new japan crowd the AEW crowd the nxt crowd that are wrestling fans first not just there and <laughs> just sitting on their hands or even or a wwe pay-per-view crowd because you give them a good match they'll get they'll get hot forward to it so i expect them to react accordingly while they're kicking each other's faces off it'll be great um so rich match number two um so the second match on the car we are going right to the um how can i say this it's it's a david versus goliath but not really because the demon (laughs) finn Balor is back um and he will be taking on the murder hawk monster lance archer uh what's lance archer gonna do with a motherfucker that's unbeatable I don't know. That's why y'all got to watch and find out. Yeah. Um, match number three. And while we're in the process of this, this is a match that Rich came up with. And I thought it was so good that like then at the third slot, it was like, how do I make sure this stays in place while like still moving around parts and pieces? Uh, a Lucha Rules trios match. Ricochet and Private Party versus Andrade, Ryu Lee, and El Hijo Del Vikingo. I really don't think I have much else to say. Yeah, this is a Rich Latta um, Pro Wrestling Classic. This thing is just going to be off the wall. I expected to have lots of comparisons to the all-in main event. Um, and I think it's going to be incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and we got we, we can't ignore, you know, the elephant in the room. You know, we got the black guys versus Mexicans. So... <laughs> You know, it's on. You know, y'all y'all seen, you know, when Floyd fought Canelo. This, you know, oh a lot of lot, lot of lot of cultural pride on on display, you know, as oh they say. God. I did not want to turn this into like of, of course when it's like black guys are because of course the Mayweather's getting like mentioned, of course. That, that that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's of course. Anyway, um Yeah, uh Rich, uh you have the next match. Uh, yeah, so um, the next match, like, um, we actually revealed this match live on the draft special. We told everybody ahead of time, do what you want, because this one's happening. These two dudes were made for each other, and we told Roger Strong, if he doesn't win, then he has to leave. <laughs> so, 
we know we want to get get a real match here. We that's because we got Alistair Black versus Roderick Strong. We know they're gonna work hard. We know they're gonna hit hard. Yeah, and that's all you really want out of your wrestling at this point. Uh, Especially next- coming off the, uh, the the big match with all the flips, we gonna we gonna bring it back to back to earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, body blows. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next match after that, the fifth match on the card, on the main card, Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks in what should be one of the best women's matches in um, ever held on American soil on television. So, um, buckle up. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. Um, and that, that kind of serves, you know, for the star power with, uh, you know, Sasha and Io and... Yeah, but up next, you know, they these guys are put together. We drafted them together, but we are turning them on each other since they're going to turn on each other in real life anyway. And yeah, and you know, we we thought, how can we make this match? You know, how can we give it a little something? Because we got four, you know, singles matches, you know, that we kind of like leaned on that were you know going to be the top of the top here, and we were like, how can we differentiate this one from? what could be a great storytelling match, which I won't say yet, just a star system assassin match. And then kind of a hoss battle. We were like, we need a submission match. <laughs> and you know exactly who I'm talking about is going to be Matt Riddle versus Pete Dunn. Run it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so fun. To watch. It, that'll be so fun. I can't wait. To who's going to quit? <laughs> who's going to quit? <laughs> Okay, the seventh match is a match that we kicked around like about who we thought were going to be in the the top, our top six are about or whatever. So who should be where amongst that? We we kind of put people around. We had we thought who would go well with who, and we thought like how can we optimize this card? And I I just kept coming around to Roman Reigns and like Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Like yeah, we could do that. That's that's obvious. That's very obvious. That's so obvious that I don't know. Um, so I thought, who else would he pair with? And I thought, I know he could pair with someone that pairs well with anyone on earth under any circumstances. <laughs> and that is the and that is might be the most underrated in ring performer of all time, Tomohiro Ishii. They're going to go out there and have a slobber knocker, a brawl, a war, a hyper a hyper battle of wills. I think this will be, they'll bring out the best of Roman Reigns and a person that, a person that always tries his best always when he's paired with somebody that, uh, they cause him to give it his all. It's incredible. We've never seen him in this kind of uh, environment. I think he would thrive in it because almost everyone thrives in it because it's kind of easy. It's pretty much you guys go out there, you beat the shit out of each other and you sell and then you don't sell and then you sell some more. I, he's proven he can do more than that. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for Ishii to kick out of the spear at one and then every, <laughs> the crowd be aghast, you know, and, 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 and we'll be, you know, hit up Dave who will be sitting inside will be staring at a hole in them and asking them for the signal, you know, <laughs> the five star signal, you know. Um, but even if he doesn't give it give it to us then, the next match is what we'll do. We we we're not gonna have a have this guy do a street fight. By this guy I mean Johnny Gargano. No. We're gonna let Johnny Wrestling wrestle. We're gonna let him go in there and it not have to be this life and death like long time you know where they have to just pack it with you know tons and tons of backstory we're just gonna say johnny just go be incredible just go wrestle that guy that's in there with you and who is that guy you guessed it one half of the golden lovers 
one half of the Golden Aces, Kota Ibushi. That's right. Johnny Gargano versus Kota Ibushi. Give me those stars. Yeah. Um, like, you look at Gargano's track record and takeovers with people that are better athletes than him, it's off the charts. And there aren't many people, there might be even, a, there might be a handful of people that are more, um, that are better athletes in the ring than Kota Ibushi. So, I mean, it's going to be incredible. Um, the main event, uh, this will be a match that I imagine brings out the all of the the, the wrestling fans of the past 30 years, of, or really the last uh, 15, 20 years of professional wrestling, two of the best wrestlers of this generation, um, two of the best wrestlers of all time, two of the best wrestlers in their individual company's histories, two of the all-time great babyfaces. Daniel Bryan will go one-on-one with... Hiroshi Tanahashi. Don't they just feel good just saying it? You can't beat it. Like, just, <laughs> let, just, just let the silence breathe on for a sec, James. Like Daniel Bryan versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. It's a match that you feel like in real life should have happened, and we're going to give it to you. Um, you just you just give them 30 minutes you say go do your thing it's gonna be fun it's gonna be emotional um it's gonna have excellent wrestling selling it has every this this is james boy's professional wrestling <laughs> this is the wrestling i want <laughs> uh so yeah i mean rich what are your thoughts on this match uh it, it just like the visual or what you what you think would come or what what do you think would happen in a match like this uh, of the of this <laughs> epic proportions Honestly, I think it would be really similar to Kenny versus Tanahashi, but like in a more like submission based way rather mm-hmm. than, you know, the athletic explosion meets the, uh, you know, like the great storytelling and, you know, classic style of Tanahashi. It's like that classic style of Tanahashi will meet, you know, Brian. And who knows? Maybe one of these guys has to retire after this match. You know, maybe, maybe one of these guys, you know, just can't go on maybe it's their last performance you know so i i think that you know if you're talking about some two guys with very loyal fan bases that are gonna you know scream for each of them and you're talking about the top of the top like and a perfect main event to you know follow everything else because no one's gonna gonna have the match that tanahashi and brian are gonna have with each other anywhere else on the card yeah yeah like it's gonna be one of those is like yeah you guys did a bunch of cool flips and all this other stuff but like watch 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 the grown-ups like it's gonna be one of those we're gonna have kevin kelly and and taz on commentary we're gonna trust those guys those two professionals to do their jobs we're not gonna yell in their ear um or, or anything like that we're just gonna say you know bring the people in with y'all take them on a ride tonight thank you and we're going to go sit in the, in the audience with everybody else, and we're going to vote for One Nation Radio. <laughs> Got to pad the stats, huh? Um, yeah. The votes. Yeah, well, um, I think that's it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't really have anything else to say. You have anything else to say, Rich? No, I, I, done, I done sold out enough already. <laughs> okay, well, uh, thanks for listening, y'all, and we're going to throw it back to Jeremy. Hey, everyone, this is Floyd Johnson from All Things Elite, uh, going over our 2020 Social Suplex Fantasy Draft. As a reminder for people who are listening, my picks were uh, Kazuchika Okada was my first pick, then Chris Jericho, then the Young Bucks, Pac, Jay White, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Tetsuya Naito, the Kabuki Warriors, 
Keith Lee, uh, hashtag FTR, Evil and Sonata, Tessa Blanchard, Tommaso Ciampa, Edge, Kofi and Big E, Killer Cross, G.O.D., Cedric Alexander, Charlotte Flair, Jordan Grace, B. Priestley, Bianca Belair, and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, my play-by-play guy is Mauro Ronaldo, uh, and my color guy is Corey Graves. So, uh, going over my uh, draft, I wanted, the idea was to draft a group that you can make a card out of. So, I'm going to quickly go over the card that I made. It might not take that long, but I'm just going to tell you my thought process. My first thought process, just to make it clear, I forgot to draft another big man for Keith Lee to wrestle that was going to be my Haas match so he ended up kind of being an odd man out and then Cedric Alexander I really didn't match anyone up with him so that's going to lead to one of my matches so my first match my pre-show match I decided to go with a women's fatal four-way I went with Kyrie Sane versus B Priestley versus Bianca Belair versus Jordan Grace and if I'm booking this show I'm going with of course Jordan Grace is going to look strong Bianca Belair is going to look impressive but in the end Kyrie Sane is going to get the pin over Jordan Grace I know I know I got B Priestley I got B Priestley One Nation's radios uh, stardom wrestler of the year taking the L here, but I kind of just wanted to go with Kyrie Sane to get it started. I'm trying to balance out because you know you got all these people representing different organizations. I think Kyrie's gonna. Uh, I would have Kyrie pull out this next match, the first match of the card. What I want is to get the party started, get the show going, get everybody up, and you know what theme does that better in it? You know, you hear that music, and you hear, ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. You know, you hear G-O-D come out. So I'm going to start with Gorilla Destiny. That's my first theme out. Then I'm going to have Evil and Sonata. They're going to be facing them. Then it'll be Keith Lee and Cedric Alexander in a duo, and I tagged them up because if you ever notice their poses, they're the same. And they can do that simultaneously, Keith Lee and Cedric Alexander. Again, let's be honest. The reason is I drafted both of them and didn't have opponents for them. So I decided to just go ahead and make them tag team. Uh, and it, it, like I said, Evil and Sonata, of course, tag team from New Japan. So we got WWE, New Japan, NXT, you know, all being represented. And then the last team, the fourth team coming out. Because, again, the point is to get the crowd going. What music gets the crowd going better than the New Day? You have Big E, don't you dare be sour. You know, clap your hands and let Big E uh, bring you out to the ring. So we got G.O.D. versus the New Day versus Evil Sonata versus Keith Lee and Cedric and this, uh, Cedric Alexander. I almost said Cedric the Entertainer in a fatal four-way tag team t- match. If I'm doing this because I just kind of threw them together, I'm taking Keith Lee, you know, Put that, put his finisher on evil and get the pin. So I'm going to give this a shock win to Keith Lee and Cedric Alexander. Believe me, not all WWE people will be going over. And the third match, I want to have old school versus new school. The sadistic Carrion Cross, a.k.a. Killer Cross, versus the ultimate opportunist Edge. Edge has recently come back to wrestling, and I would want him to put him in there with someone young so they can get the rub. Uh, I would definitely have this match go wide and go a long time, but in the end, 
Killer Cross would get the win over Edge. Again, it will put like a notch on his belt that everyone knows. Then, match three of the main card, I'm going with Tetsuya Naito versus the Bastard Pac. Uh, what I wanted is Naito's a little slower, a little older. He's very charismatic, so he gets over more with his charisma. Pac is kind of the opposite. He is the guy that is super exciting to watch wrestle, and he's a, and he's a dirty bastard. So, you know, Tetsuya Naito being the face of... New Japan Wrestling versus the heel bastard Pac in a match. If I am going to put anybody over, of course, Pac would put up a great uh, fight. But in the end, he would take the Destino and not Tetsu Unito would get the pin. Then I went with a match that I want to see. It's kind of like all these matches are matches I want to see. But this is kind of like a dream match. And I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube or they might have fought in the indies or something. Because uh, one, uh, they've both been wrestling forever. But, uh, you know, I would love to see it on a huge stage. I'm going to go with Asuka one half of the Kabuki Warriors, because, you know, I already used Kyrie against Mercedes Martinez. You know, Mercedes Martinez was in that, like, one hour and an hour and a half, one of the longest matches in wrestling history. I have her and Asuka just battle it out. Of course, she would go down to the Asuka lock. I am one of the few, I am one of the many people in the world that thinks no Asuka should only lose when it really matters. So Asuka puts the Asuka lock on Mercedes Martinez and taps her out. And my last match of the first half of the show, my fifth match of the main card, will be Jay White, the person that is universally hated, versus the other person that is hated more for what he talks about on the internet, Seth Rollins. Yes, Jay White versus Seth Rollins. The reason I put this match together, because I want to find out who people hate more. Jay White or Seth Rollins. Jay White's often plotting style versus Seth Rollins. Uh, they're both, you know, a few years ago, Jay White was a tremendous in-ring worker. Before the knee surgery, Seth Rollins was one of the best workers in the world. So hopefully we get that version of them. And with them, I would both have them both still stay in their heel roles and just see who the crowd makes the face. Then they would have instructions to basically go with that. I personally have a feeling Jay White would end up being the face, uh, but in this match, I would go ahead and put Jay White over uh, with the Blade Runner. Uh, catching Seth Rollins trying to go for the stump. Moves out the way, Blade Runner. Of course, I've been thinking about this way too much. I've had this card for about a week and a half, but had personal stuff, so I couldn't get this recorded. Uh, we have an intermission. I, I think it's important because it's a match with such a big card to have an intermission separating that first from the uh, first from the end, and then we're going to have our last four matches. One will be will be the face or the Hulk Hogan of AEW, Chris Jericho, versus the leader of NXT, Daddy's Home. It'll be Chris Jericho versus Tommaso Ciampa. It's just one of those things I like literally just all I was I imagine, you know, Jericho being the super over heel. Ciampa's kind of the badass of NXT. Daddy's home. Fight it out. 
I would uh, go with Jericho. You know, he's the older one. I would have him getting the win over Tommaso Ciampa. The last three matches were all dream matches. I actually drafted these matches to happen. I feel like they could go on in any order, but I'll just go with the tradition. Match seven, we're going to have Matt and Nick Jackson, a.k.a. the Young Bucks, versus Cash Wheeler and Jax Hardman. The FTR, formerly Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. The FTR, that's a dream tag match. Um, I, man, if if for me, I would have FTR go over because I would have basically how the match would start with the Young Bucks be working their style. And then, of course, they'd have to make a mistake or they would cheat. And the FTR turns it into a plotting, uh, a plotting match working on Matt Jackson's back. He makes the hot tag to Nick. We have him come in and be a house of fire, Matt like old school 80s wrestling tags back in even though his back is hurt the revival take advantage of that shatter machine match over ftr beats the young bucks uh then we would have the woman's match that i think should main event wrestlemania or be at the end of wrestlemania ones we will have T- tessa blanchard tessa b ain't nothing to f with versus the woman charlotte flair um, I just think this match would be great. I I think if you build Tessa Blanchard as what she is on the indies, she's so good. She doesn't even work with women. She works with men. That's how good she is. So great she is. And I'm not disparaging women wrestling or anything like that. But that's how I would push it against Charlotte, the woman, the 112 time women's champion. You know, generations, the Blanchard name versus the Flair name. Let's go. Let's see who wins it. If I'm putting someone over so I can build to another match, I would have Tessa. I would have Tessa hit the Magnum on Charlotte and put her away. And then I would build up to Charlotte trying to get her revenge against Tessa at another time. But for this one card, Tessa would be Charlotte. And for the main event, if you listen to my uh, my show you might know that i have a man crush on one person his name is drew mcintyre three two one the wwe current wwe champion but he would be going up against the face of new japan wrestling the rainmaker kazuchika okada uh i i've ran this match through my uh my head and i've booked it both ways but i feel like the thing that makes sense i would have drew mcintyre come out first thing like as soon as the bell ring hits him with a claymore right he pick goes to pin okada okada kicks out at two drew mcintyre has this look on his face like this guy's serious of course he does the three two one thing to try to uh, line up okada again okada then moves out the way rainmaker right out of it drew mcin kicks drew mcintyre kicks out and then the match starts it wouldn't be like a three minute just changing finishers but at the beginning of the match they both hit their finishers to start the match it goes back and forth to the end uh drew mcintyre of course catches him with another claymore okada kicks out again and you know drew mcintyre's like Damn near about to go heel. He grabs the chair. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Uh, he swings. He misses. Okada hits him with that beautiful drop kick. Three Rainmakers. 
Three Rainmakers later, Okada gets the pin. What you do, you, you hit him with it, and he, you have him hold the wrist because, you know, a lot of some of American audiences haven't seen it. And he gets him up and hits him again, and then he gets him up and hits him again. One, two, three. Kazuchi Okada beats Drew McIntyre. And that's how my show again. Quick rundown again. The pre-show will be Kyrie Sane versus B. Bre- uh, B. Priestley versus Bianca Belair versus Jordan Grace. The first match would be G.O.D. versus The New Day versus Evil and Sonata versus Keith Lee and Cedric Alexander. The second match on the main card will be Killer Cross versus Edge. Third match, Naito versus Pac. Fourth match, Asuka versus Mercedes Martinez. Fifth, Jay White versus Seth Rollins. We'd have an intermission. The sixth match would be Jericho versus Ciampa. Seventh match would be the Young Bucks versus hashtag FTR. Eighth match would be Tessa versus Charlotte. And the ninth match and main event would be Kazuchika Okada versus Drew McIntyre. I hope everyone enjoys this show. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter if you would have done it better, if you would have moved some wrestlers around. I don't doubt I doubt that this is the perfect card, but this is the card I would pay to see. This is the card I would fly to see. Thank you for listening to all things elite uh follow us at at elite pod on twitter and uh make sure you're listening to us for our shows every saturday uh we alternate weeks between amy and tiffany and we look forward to you listening hey whether it's homework or school always do your best to be elite Hey everybody, Jeremy Donovan here with the young boy Josh Smith and we are here to reveal our fancy card for the 2020 Social Suplex Fantasy Draft. We have quite the lineup here for you guys. Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, you guys had the opportunity already to listen to part one of this, so you got to see you know, the, the picks that we made, the roster that we ended up with, and the real question was who was getting used and who's getting sidelined. <laughs> yeah, and... Um... For our card, we have managed to use everybody that we've drafted. Yeah, we're the anti-Vince McMahon. <laughs> we want to <laughs> make sure everybody gets a payday. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, none, none of our talent had to look at us and say, you don't have me booked. <laughs> we didn't have to drop the line, uh, creative has nothing for you, pal. Yeah, but uh, I feel like we've – I actually, I feel pretty confident here, and I think after you listen to this, we have by far the strongest super card. Uh, I, know, I know there might have been some, some other teams that had some really strong picks, you know, some, some good lookers, but I think once you hear this card, uh, you're probably going to look at those other cards and be like, yeah, this is the one that I would pay the most to watch by far. So uh, let's get into it. Yeah, so starting off with our pre-show, we're going to have a four-way dance to determine the number one contender for our promotions women's championship, and it will be Momo Watanabe versus Hannah Kimura versus Tony Storm versus Arisa Nakajima. Yeah, uh, these um, you know ladies that we have here wrestling, I have heard all of their names. I'm not as familiar as say uh, Jeremy. I, I think Jeremy would be our modern-day Joshi expert here uh, at Keeping It Strong Style, but you, you see those names there, and, I mean, Jeremy, how do you see this thing going, and you, you kind of give us the, the layout of this sort of thing. Yeah, and so, you know, I, I added the, the four-way dance element to it so we can get some intrigue, some elimination there, and I, I feel this match being... Oh, so this is an elimination match. This is a four-way dance, ECW style. Yeah, elimination. 
Um, I feel like this match is going to be very fast-paced, very hard-hitting. Um, you have a lot of talented women here, a lot of talented strikers here. Um, it's going to be a very entertaining match. Has some stakes to it. The winner's getting a title shot down the line. You got some investment here. A great way to kick off the overall card. And uh, with it being with it being a pre-show match, how long you see this thing going? Well, I, I figure you know most pre-shows are an hour long with you know hype packages and videos and interviews and the match. So. Um, I would say this match would probably get, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, we go the solid 20 on this one. Yeah. And uh, how do you see this one playing out? So I see it coming down to uh, Momo and Arisa Nakajima. And oh, wow. Big upset. <laughs> Storm, the, the, big, the big name here in the West, she gets eliminated, huh? Yeah. And uh, Momo Watanabe is going to get the big win here and be the number one contender for the women's championship. Wow. Yeah, Arisa Nakajima, one of the uh, biggest names in, uh, you know, Joshi. We actually were lucky enough to have drafted her in the previous draft, so we got her, you know, two drafts in a row here. Pretty pretty lucky there. But, uh, yeah, that sounds like a banger there. I would definitely pay to watch that. All right, Josh, kick us off of our first match on the main card of the show. So, uh, as we go into the first match of our show, we are starting off with a freaking banger. We have, under last man standing match rules, Darby Allen taking on John freaking Cena. Wow. That, that's, a way, that's how you kick off a, a super card right there. You know, yeah. one of the, the biggest draws and most popular wrestlers in modern day time, John Cena, in his specialty match type, the last man standing match type. Uh, against you know, yeah. the young and up-and-coming Darby Allen, a guy who refuses to die. Yeah, man. And when you think about, you know, the last couple years of Cena's run, you know, people talk about PWG Cena. Uh, well, we've gotten paired up with a guy from PWG and Darby Allen. And you've got John Cena, the one who says, you know, never surrender, never quit. You know, basically someone who is virtually indestructible taking on someone who actually is indestructible in Darby Allen. And the real question is, who's going to be the last man standing? And, um, you know, I think if I were to ever see these two wrestle, this is the match I would want to see under these specific rules. Yeah, man, I can see this one being a slobber knocker. I can see, you know, Cena just getting frustrated, not being able to put away Darby Allen, doing all these kind of crazy spots, and Darby just taking all these crazy bumps and barely getting up at the count of nine, you know, brawling all over throughout the arena, uh, Darby coffin dropping all over the place. So so which way are we going? Is uh, Cena going to prevail here, or are we going to see a star-making uh you know, achievement with Darby putting Cena down. Well, you, you know, I, I think in our promotion, we want we want to build towards the future, um, establish, you know, young up-and-coming stars. So I'm leaning towards Darby getting the upset win here. I agree with you. I think on this night, Darby on wins. I don't have uh, the exact scenario in my mind. But I will say this. You got John Cena. You, you could have a match where Darby is put through hell and – you know, at the last minute loses, but still looks like a star. And then you, you've got a viable contender down the line for other matchups in Cena. So you can't really go wrong either way in this one. But, uh, yeah, we're going with Darby here. Yeah, I picture them, them fighting at the stage. Darby climbs up on top of the stage structure. 
and does a huge coffin drop that sends them both through tables. But then at the last second, Darby's the one to get up first. I see Darby uh, calling on outside interference to help him forming a heel faction. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that sounds like a cool matchup. Uh, you want to take us to our, thir- our second uh, match of the uh, main card? Yes. Yeah, so the next match will be a G1 Climax rematch between the King, Minoru Suzuki, and Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, and I think there's some people out there kind of wondering, like, you know, that sounds like a cool, interesting match, but I don't know if I'd book that on paper. But, you know, us being New Japan marks, you know, we remember that these two guys fought in the G1 a couple years ago, and surprisingly, Hangman Adam Page pinned Minoru Suzuki clean as a whistle. Yeah, hit him with a dead eye, one, two, three, beat him in the middle. Well, now Suzuki's out for revenge. He has not forgotten that loss to the young upstart Hangman Page, and it's time for some revenge. Yeah, the other thing, too, is Page was an up-and-comer at the time. Now he's kind of, you know, an established talent. Uh, Some would say maybe even here in the Western states, the bigger star of the two, given the platform. So very, very interesting. Um, Where are we going with this one? I'm thinking Minoru Suzuki is going to fulfill his revenge. He's going to get him up for a gotch pile driver and put young hangman away. Hmm. So 50-50 booking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think Suzuki wins and that's uh, sets up for something down the road for those guys. Nice. So take us to our next matchup. So after that, we have another women's match. In fact, this match is going to be contested for the women's world championship between um, who is our champion? Well, this is going to be to determine the inaugural. Oh, this, this, is a, this is a debut show. We have no champions. These are going to be we're crowning all new champions on this evening. Yeah. Okay, so the number one and number two ranked uh, women's superstars in our uh, tournament or in our uh company Mayu Iwatani against Hikaru Shida. Yes, we have the you know the ace of stardom against the ace of AEW and of course in this fantasy world they're now signed to our promotions and are fighting for the ace of our promotion and you know earlier in the night we saw you know Momo Watanabe become the number one contender and now you know all of them are watching to see who's going to be the first women's world champion of our promotion. And this one, this one's gonna be crazy. Uh, Maya's gonna be taking some crazy bumps, landing on her her neck. Um, she's just gonna be throwing those V triggers like she always does. And Maya's gonna yep. fight back with her awesome offense and her suplexes. And this, this one's gonna come down to the very end here. Yeah, this when we drafted, you know, all six of these ladies, the two that we just saw on paper were like, wow, how great would that match be? It had to be Mayu and Hikaru Shida, so this is the one we booked. And um, where are we leaning? I'm leaning towards Hikaru Shida. Wow. See, because I think Mayu Iwatani is the better wrestler and should be the inaugural ace of the company. That's what I'm Mm. thinking. We might need to put that to a coin flip. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with uh, Mayu winning the title there. I mean, Hikaru's a great face of the company, but we're this is a work rate company. <laughs> and uh, we, can, we can always build a big return match down the line. Absolutely. So after that, we um, have our fourth match of the night. Yes, and it is going to be 
a war games match. That's right. We're having a war games match smack dab in the middle of our card. Not Shout the main to- event. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Great American Bash 89 for the inspiration. What What's old is new again. Yep, you know, they had a, a war games right in the middle of their card. We're going to do the same. That was a great card. This is going to be a great card. So in this, this is going to be the best card. Yes. <laughs> in this war games match, we have the newly established team of Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham, and Santana and Ortiz, Proud and Powerful. Both these teams, great teams on their own, but they've decided to come together and kind of form this super heel group. And they're going to go against quite the opposition. The War Raiders, Hanson Rowe, Brian Cage, and Cesaro. Four big, strong dudes there. Yeah, this kind of uh, harkens back to some of the original War Games matches. You know, you think of teams like the Road Warriors, the Russians, Luger, Sting. And, I mean, you can kind of see the inspiration there when you have the War Raiders, Cage, and Cesaro. And then you've kind of got your classic great workers and, uh, you know, sniveling heels in Lethal and Gresham and uh, LAX there. Um, I think it is interesting that we've got uh, all minorities on one side, all giant (laughs) white dudes on the other side. kind of messed up i didn't even think about that (laughs) (laughs) but uh this match this match is going to be awesome and um you know i think like most classic war games matches the face has got to win right yeah so the heel team comes in with the advantage and you know I, i think they make who do they make ortiz tap or do they make jonathan gresham give up i i'd say gresham Let's 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 say Gresham Gresham gets uh, is the one who surrenders in this submits or surrenders in this one. Shout out to Rich. <laughs> so uh, after that, we have our fifth match of the night on the main card, and this one is a Puro Lovers Dream Match as we have the ace of All Japan Pro Wrestling, Kento Miyahara, taking on one of the biggest stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling history, first time ever. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, this match is going to be incredible. You know, Nakamura's kind of been on the downfall in WWE, but here in our promotion, um, you know, we, we've given him a push. We have motivated him. He has a love for wrestling again. He's been training very hard for this match because he wants to prove that he's still one of the best in the world, and he wants to knock off this Kento Miyahara guy that he keeps hearing everybody talk about. Yeah, Kento, Shinsuke, sign me up. I'm all about it. I want the smoke. Yeah, this is going to be strong style, you know, lots of knees, lots of strikes, being dumped on their head, a lot of fighting spirit. This this one's going to be a notebook match. Yeah, and, you know, for all, all the uh, Western stateside fans who know Shinsuke but don't know Kento, this is going to be his coming out party, I think. Yeah, so where are we going here? Who's going over here? Oh, I, I think we got to ride with the ace, Kento. All right. So, yeah, we put over Kento Miyahara, establish him as one of the top stars of our promotion. And then um, after that, we have the sixth match of the night, Jeremy. Yes, and we'll be establishing our promotion's first tag team champions. We're going to do that in a tag team title ladder match with the team of Mexi Blood, Bandito, and Flamita. Taking on the Lucha Bros, Pentagon, and Phoenix. 
Yeah, and this is a uh, legendary rivalry between these two teams. They've wrestled, you know, in Mexico. They wrestle here in the states. We've actually even uh, seen them live at AEW. One of the, I would actually argue, maybe the best tag team match I've ever seen in my life live. Yes, that match was incredible. Yeah, that was all in weekend in Chicago. And, you know, you just add in uh, the drama of the ladder match, which I'm pretty sure they've never had one against uh, one another before. And, um, you know, move move out of the way, Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. This is the new premier ladder match in tag team wrestling. Yeah, these guys are going to be taking all the crazy risks, all the flips, all the dives, all the head bumps, all the OMG moments. These guys are going to do it all. They're going to top the Young Bucks Lucha Bros ladder match. This is going to be, you know, seven star ladder match, and we're going to have new tag team champions at the end of this. So, yeah, I would definitely want to see that. Let's go to the seventh well, match. Well, who, oh, who, well, yeah, yeah. Who's going to be the, the the first ever tag team champions of our promotion? I mean, Lucha Bros—they're the best tag team in the world right now. That's what exactly what I was thinking. So. You know, Pentagon hitting a big package pile driver off the ladder while Phoenix climbs up and grabs the belts. We have new, we have the first tag team champions of our promotion. Yes. So after that, we go to a, uh, you know, grudge match, which will also be uh, to determine the number one contender for our world heavyweight title. And um, this is a match that has a lot of history as well, as we have uh, John Moxley. Taking on the dragon, Shingo Takagi. Yes, and also both these men, they faced off in the G1 Climax last year. And there's a history with these guys in Dragon Gate USA. So these guys are very familiar with each other. But I would say both these guys are bigger stars even last year when they faced each other in the G1. And are kind of at the hottest that they've ever been at this point in their career. So two huge stars, a lot of history. I mean, it's it's a big deal. We had the AEW champion walk out on the title and, you know, come to our company instead. So <laughs> it's a big deal. Shingo threw down the Never title and walked out on, on Gato and came came to work for Josh and Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, you know, a big matchup here. Not only is it a grudge match, but like you mentioned, the winner here will face down the line our, whoever's going to win our first World Heavyweight Championship. So High, high stakes. Yes. And I think we're probably both in in uh, agreement here. The winner has to be the Dragon Shingo Takagi. Yep, that's exactly who I was thinking. Shingo Takagi winning this title here, um, or winning this match here to become the number one contender. Wow! So that's going to have big implications for uh, you know the future going into the headliner of this evening. Yes. So then after that, we have, and there's the semi-main event of the evening, we'll be establishing the first world junior heavyweight champion in a dream match, a junior-slash-cruiser dream match. We have Rey Mysterio Jr. taking on Hiromu Takahashi. Wow, yeah, you talk about a dream match. I mean, Rey Mysterio Jr. and Hiromu Takahashi, you know, it, it it's never happened before. It can only happen here in our unnamed wrestling promotion <laughs> <laughs> for the junior heavyweight title. But, uh, you know, you talk about what many people think is arguably the best junior heavyweight wrestler in the world today taking on one of, if not the greatest junior heavyweight of all time in Rey Mysterio Jr. And, uh, yeah. 
that that's a dream match to me. Yeah, these guys are going to tear the house down, blow it out of the water, and this is going to be another incredible junior matchup here. And I think we're probably in agreement that uh, Hiromu is going to be the first champion. You know what? If it was me, I think I would book the other way and put the title on Ray the first time. Oh, okay. You know, everyone expects Hiromu to win. I think we need to have some surprises, some turns. You put Ray on it. It's a big name to establish your title for the first time ever. Kind of the the Chris Jericho effect. Yeah. You know, you give you give him a, a dominant reign, and Hiromu has something to work towards to come back to. You know. Yes, uh, Hiromu, the first ever strong style championship wrestling junior heavyweight champion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, you're saying Hiromu's still winning regardless? No, uh, did I say Hiromu? I meant, um, yeah. sorry, my bad, I meant Rey Mysterio. Yeah, man, Rey Mysterio. And, you know, we, we we had John Cena do a job, and, you know, we had Nakamura do a job. We, we're putting over some newer talent. I think I think we need to give one to the old guys, give one to Rey, yeah, let him do his thing. We can build a redemption kind of story arc and build to a you know a big rematch. These guys can have a three four match series this year. Absolutely, and be a legendary rivalry in our promotion. So yeah, great great you know great booking uh, from two great bookers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to take us to the main event of the evening for the undisputed heavyweight world championship. We have the Beast Brock Lesnar taking on the Cleaner. Kenny Omega. Yes, and you know, in our I know a lot of people not big fans of Brock just because of the style he works and his lack of appearances throughout, you know, the calendar year in WWE, but in our promotion, uh we are literally paying Brock to be motivated and to have great matches um and letting him know we we want the great Brock Lesnar, the great worker that's going to go out there and have a great match. So, he's going to be Just just think about it. The, the, the kind of guys that Brock has gone out there and put on great performances with when he's motivated. CM Punk, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Eddie Guerrero. You take arguably the greatest worker out of all that group, Kenny Omega, and you put him in the ring with Brock Lesnar, both in their primes, and there's no way that this can't be like just a classic world heavyweight title match. Like There's just no way. Yeah, and I definitely see, you know, Kenny kind of coming in as as the underdog here just from a size and experience standpoint and Brock suplexing this guy, throwing him around, um, using his power game. But then, of course, Kenny would be fighting back, catching him off guard with some V-triggers, um, you know, just using his high-paced offense, a lot of dives, Kataro crushers, just going back bro, and forth. Bro, I just see it right now. Like, Brock throws him for a freaking uh... – uh, German suplex towards the end of the match and Kenny lands on his feet throws his hands out, runs backwards Brock turns around, V-trigger right in the face Yes Like this this match would be freaking awesome Like better better than Punk and uh, Lesnar Like it'd be at that level um, Yeah, I mean, and you think about the, the names we have on this list Like there's not a bigger inaugural championship title match we could do than Kenny Omega and Brock Lesnar Like that would draw in everybody yeah, who does who who wouldn't want to see that? Exactly, and I think our first undisputed world heavyweight champion will be the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. He will fight through, hit that big one wing angel to put the beast away. Yeah, yep, he's gonna hit him with the he's gonna hit Brock Lesnar all three hundred pounds of him with the <laughs> one winged angel. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's gonna get Brock up on the turnbuckle. 
and use that for some assistance. Get him up real quick. Bam. Drop him right yeah. in the middle. Dude, Omega Lesnar, Mysterio Hiromu, Shingo John Moxley, Mexa Blood versus Lucha Brothers, Miyahara Nakamura, War Games match, freaking Iwatani and Cheetah for the women's title, Suzuki and Hangman, Last Man Standing, Cena and Darby, four way women's, you know, opener with, you know, four just Joshi legends. I mean, how how can anybody top this? Like I just I can't see a scenario where any of our competitors top this. This card is just impeccable. Yes. And then of course, you know, uh after Kenny wins, we're gonna have Shingo come out and lay on a challenge. You know, he won his contendership match, so we'll be setting up uh Shingo and Kenny as a big uh money match down the line. Yeah. And uh, keep in mind, all throughout the way, the, the action is going to be called by Ian Riccoboni, who is one of the most underrated uh, play-by-play guys in all of wrestling. Uh, and on color, we got you know Nigel McGinnis, who also one of the most underrated commentators. So, you know, we might have been the fourth pick in this thing, but we got the number one card by far. Hands down. Hands down. So, uh, Kenny Omega, your strong style heavyweight world championship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, ladies and gentlemen, that's our card. Make sure you get out there and vote. You know, you, you know, you love this card. So go ahead and uh, you know drop that vote down for us, and you know help the help the strong style championship wrestling promotion succeed. Yeah, get in the ring. You know, One Nation Radio, ATE. You can go to hell. <laughs> Go straight to hell. <laughs> you know who it is. It's time to get in the ring with DJ D. Cooper's Mike here. As we are going over our card for the social suplex draft. Yes. So we spent the last, I guess, hour and change uh, chopping it up with some of the social suplex shows that you hear on this fine station. And... We came up with a fantasy draft, if you will, putting together the best roster we possibly could, consisting of six tag teams, six women, and 12 single superstars. Yes, and 12 and six tag teams. Yeah, I mentioned that. I mentioned six tags. Oh. Six women and 12 single superstars. Now, this went in the snake order draft, similar to most fantasy drafts you probably have done over the years. And we actually got first pick. Yes. We talked about this last night. And kind of like coming over strategy, like, okay, where are we, like, if we were picking first or second or something, where are we picking? Like, who's, who's our first choice? And we both kind of came up with, it was an easy consensus for us. Of If we had first pick, it was down to Okada. Or it was down to Kazushka Okada or Will Ospreay. It, it, was, it was a real consensus with, with us. And we were torn on, on both of them because they're both big-time guys. you got to build a company around. And we both we decided on Will Ospreay. Yes. And we decided on Will Ospreay. And, and he was the wrestler of the year last year, so... Good choice at that. Nothing but classics last year. Dude had so many match of the year contenders. So many so many incredible matches over the year and has gotten nothing but better over the last few years. So but now yeah. so that was we'll our first get, Yes. We don't need to explain every pick, but No. But we saw the Cody, Walter, among others. Mm-hmm. 
in our card. You'll hear the picks as, as we explain them, uh, if we have the chance to explain our card. But yeah, you'll hear them. Yes. Yeah, so, want to start with the first match and explain why we booked this particular okay. match? All right. So leading off, we uh, drafted. We were able to get both these guys, both these teams, fairly late. Uh, we're going to lead off with Stinger and Best Friends. Now, D. Coops knows Stinger more than I do. I can, he can explain what Stinger is about. Stinger is the tag team, the former GHC tag team champions of Kataro Suzuki and Atsushi Takoge. And they, their style would mash well with Best Friends very well. And I think this would be a good styles matchup. And a good way to lead off the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, our second pick. Uh, we picked the, the third. And we did this back-to-back since we were able to, uh, in the snake format, able to pick Best Friends and Orange Cassidy back-to-back. So, my, our thinking here of Marty versus Orange Cassidy, Marty Skrull and Orange Cassidy, was that we need our OC against somebody serious, somebody that, that would be really, really serious. I think that's why the pack match worked at the last pay-per-view AEW had. I think that's why it worked out so well. And since Marty can be serious and semi-crazy and obviously can do stuff with the umbrella, I think that would be perfectly fine for a guy like Orange Cassidy, who I think in the near future could have Megastar written all over him. Yes, and Marty can do the comedy stuff as well. If you ever looked at his party Marty stuff or his stuff as the villain as well. Certainly. Our third match is Bailey versus Becky Lynch versus Sari versus Tegan Knox. Now Sari is probably the one that mo- that some people probably don't understand or know about as well as the other three. Yes. Um she is a Joshi worker. I haven't seen as much of her as the others from the Social Suplex Podcast Network, so I don't even know that much about her, but I knew to pick her Mm -hmm. because I knew someone would pick her up. Bailey and Becky obviously being two of the three women's champions in WWE right now. And uh, Bailey's uh, Becky's over a year, and Bailey's a, a good eleven, a good ten, eleven months. Uh, actually, Bailey's had a good like, seven month run right now. So we already know about them. And Tegan Knox, who was the last pick of the draft uh, in terms of the wrestlers, we got commentary team too. We'll explain that in a moment. Um, Tegan Knox obviously has been putting it down. It's been, it's been very good since she's returned uh, back off the injured list. So that's a, I think, a good mix there. Yes. Our fourth match. Our commentary team is Excalibur and Cole Cabana, by the way, which is a, an exquisite. That's a, that's a unique team. Commentary team. That's a very unique team. I think they'll be able to go in depth with all the moves and the holes and whatnot. I think they'll they'll be a pretty solid team together. Our fourth match has got a whole lot of technical style with a whole lot of great mix involved here of Adam Cole and Zack Sabre Jr., now, we know Zack Zabra Jr. probably is the best technical wrestler alive. And then there, and all of this, a lot of Daniel Bryan people who could disagree with that. And then there's Adam Cole, who is incredibly good with a whole lot of different styles. And maybe one of the best wrestlers in terms of timing who I've seen in a while. So I think this, I think, will be a very good match. Yes, I think this would be a very good match as well. 
Um, I think they have crossed paths in the past, but but I think since Cole is a little more mature now, I think this would be a very good match. Our next match is MJF and Jordan Devlin versus David Starr and Velveteen Dream. Now, these four aren't natural tag. This is not a natural tag team situation. This is a situation where it was so hard to determine where we were going to put these four. So we decided to put them together as a tag team. All four of them are going to be singles guys in uh, in our wrestling promotion here normally. But in this case, we're going to put them as a tag team just for this one time. MJF and Velveteen Dream have got stars written all over them, and they're both so young, and they're both so good. Obviously, Velveteen get off the uh, out of his rust, but I think he's going to be fine. Meanwhile, Devlin and Star, great rivalry last year, and we need the heat from that rivalry to add into this great match. Our That's sixth match is the Violent Giants versus the Undisputed Era, aka Red Dragon. Now we did not get Roddy Strong in our in our company in, in this draft, but we did get Fish and O'Reilly, who we know is an excellent tag team, and have been as such pretty much ever since they started together. So, the physical style of Violent Giants and the technical style of Fish and O'Reilly, I think, will really pan out very well. I think we get a really good match between the four of them. Yes, and Violent Giants are Suwama and Suji Ishikawa. So these are four hard-hitting tag teams, and these are four very technical tag teams. So I think it would make for a really good match. Number eight is is Strong BJ versus Mustache Mountain. I think this match will knock your socks off. I think this is this could be a show stealer right here. We had we took Mustache Mountain as a as our third pick. Uh, we think that highly of Bait and Seven. And again, speaking of people who are young, Tyler Bate is is got a super bright future amongst him as well. If like if we for some reason had to split them up, Bate versus MJW is a match I'll be looking forward to. We could have we could have we could have did Tyler Bate versus Will Osprey easily. Yeah, sure could have. Absolutely, absolutely could have. But we went with this we went with this route. Yeah, the the kind of. Put the test of waters with the strong with strong BJ, and I think this could be a show stealer. I absolutely agree with you. I think this is a show stealer ty- uh, type of match. Yes, this is a show stealer type of match. Strong BJ, Daisuke Sakimoto, and Yuji Okabayashi are two great tag team, are two great tag team wrestlers and two strong ass motherfuckers. <laughs> now. We got we actually so we got Adam Cole as you as you just heard um, with our match with Zack Sabre Jr. We got his wife too. We got Bri- we got Britt Baker, and she may be one of the hotter names in women's wrestling right now. And we probably have the hottest women's re- women's wrestler in terms of uh, in terms of just like overall buzz right now as her opponent in Rhea Ripley. And yes, D. Cooks did the stomp as as Rhea Ripley was drafted. It was it was quite hilarious. Yes. Yes, we did do the stomp, and I did do the stomp, and I was very happy that the second woman drafted in this draft was Rhea Ripley by me, mm-hmm. and 
And Britt Baker has just been an amazing. She's been outstanding on the microphone this year. So like, I, and that part alone, I think a Britt versus Becky feud eventually would be gold. Because Brick could go toe to toe with Becky on a microphone. Yes, but I didn't want to go that route here. Um, but Brick versus Brit, I think, would be a very good start. Started for both. Nine dream match, if you <laughs> now will. Now we got two maids. Will Ospreay versus AJ Styles. This screams classic. Yes, AJ's been kind of hitting, has been kind of booked hit or miss style in WWE. No doubt there. But before WWE, AJ Styles was putting out nothing but heat. And you give that New Japan style for AJ, or even the TNA style, he has some classics in TNA. So you can put out the New Japan or TNA style for AJ against Will Ospreay, who's been an absolute monster for the last year and a half with nothing but classics. This screams classic. And the, and the, yeah, and yeah, and Will Ospreay is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. This could this could be a main event anywhere in the world, and and you can't complain about it. And then tenth, and last but not least, Cody versus Walter, and. I, I wrote this match immediately mm-hmm. when when drafting the two. Once we, once once we, we got, got I was like, this is like an old territory style match, baby. It's a, story. it's a storyteller. You you could you could tell a really good story with this match of Walter being the imposing monster, the imposing giant beast who destroys everything in his path, and then Cody being like that underdog. That like okay like every like like Cody is just trying to trying to build trying to build, and then once Cody eventually kind of absorbs the chops and Cody Cody can come back with his stuff. So like it, it's this screams really good storytelling, and I think that's that's what yeah. makes this work to me. So yeah, I think that that's a worthy main situation. Now in our case, like we as we put we were thinking about this, how to put together like championship situation. To me, I think the last four names we mentioned should be the heavyweight, should be the world title situation. I think that should be the initial world title picture. And Cody Walter, Will, and I think would make the most sense for like the world, the first world title picture. Yes. And then the second, like the workhorse kind of IC title situation, I think would be the other two one-on-ones of Saber and Cole and, <sighs> and Orange Cassidy. Of course, the other four singles guys, you can throw them in to either picture. I think you'd be fine. And I, I, I would say uh, Star and Velveteen. I would say Star and Devlin go in the IC picture, and MJF and Velveteen in the world title picture. But I think that yeah. also, I, I think that would work out really well here. And then the tag team situation, obviously the three tag teams – you could argue the three winners when they face off in a triple threat or something. And then with the women, to me, I'd have Rhea and Britt for the title initially, and then the other four would be uh, for the number one contendership. So that's how I would determine who who does what or who leads off with the championships. Right. So, so where can you follow Gen the Ring if you want to 
Listen. I am Beast Mike. Uh, Twitter.com slash Beast Mike is where you can find me. And you can obviously hear, see my tweets about various things, uh, about like the quarantine houses or like, like build a roster. I've been doing a lot of that lately. I'm going to do a mock draft. I'm going to do a mock draft on the Sports Lounge page. And I'm going to put that out on, the, on Twitter as well uh, in the coming probably days or maybe within the next day or so. But uh, follow me at Twitter.com says Beast Mike. That's where you can find me and all the various things I've been doing. Twitter.com slash DJDKooks. You can find me doing a lot of crazy stuff. So for DJDKooks and Beast Mike, that was your Get in the Ring segment of the Social Suplex Draft. Thank you for listening to part two of the 2020 Social Suplex Fantasy Draft. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Social Suplex. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Social Suplex. And if you enjoy the content that we put out here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation by visiting socialsuplex.com slash donate and click on the donate button. If you click on the donate button under the, the network logo, that uh, money will you know go towards the network in general or if you really happen to love one of the shows here on the network you can donate to that show individually and that money will go to that show to uh for that show's host to improve the show make the show better and we can follow us also on instagram at social suplex on instagram we also have a discord channel uh called social suplex and you can go in there with us and chat with us and all the shows have threads. We have threads for all the multiple promotions. So if you want to connect with us there, it's another great way. Also on Facebook, we have the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash Wrestling Squared Circle. And guys, make sure you're subscribed to the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the podcast app of your choice. And please help us out with a rating and review that helps us move up the algorithm. So I hope you guys enjoyed this part two of the 2020 Social Suplex Fantasy Draft. Get your votes in and let us know who you think is the winner.